back to throw. Young almost falls down. Throws to the end zone. Throws to the end zone. What is up, Faithful? Uh, coming back at you guys. This is Sean. Of course, with me is Alex. What's up, Alex? What's up, Sean? What's up, Faithful? What's up, guys? Again, this is uh, Move the Chains podcast. Today, we're going to do a little preview of a uh, defensive side of free agency. Uh, we already covered the offensive guys that are uh, pending free agents coming up this year. So today, we're going to l- jump to the other side of the ball. Uh, so these are the guys that are upcoming free agents. Here, We're just going to give you our thoughts on on each one, what we think, how it'll play out, how we hope it'll play out, and uh, you know what our kind of what our roster will end up looking like after free agency. So to get started, uh, we'll jump right in with the defensive line, and uh, I, I think the most important free agent is uh, DJ Jones. Uh, you know, Alex, we always say he's not a name you hear a lot. You know, he's not gonna, you know, jump off. He's not gonna get ten sacks. He's not gonna, you know, he's he's a, he's a nose tackle. His job is to stuff the run. His job is to sort of, you know, disrupt and um, occupy space. Mm-hmm. And he does that. He, he's, he was uh, one of the first draft picks when Lynch Shanahan got here. And he's, he's, he's played very well. Yeah, I agree. He was drafted back in 2017. He's one of those fifth-round gems. And uh, he's, he's very special. Like you said, Sean, he's a nose tackle. His job is to stop the run and take up space and uh, occupy two offensive linemen. Uh, But he is special in the way that he has these like cat-like reflexes. Yeah. He'll share the initial blocker and then he'll go straight to the quarterback. Uh, There was one play against Russell Wilson and Mm -hmm. you think Russell Wilson's going to escape, but DJ Jones, somehow he is agile. He's quick. Uh, I I love the guy. Aside from from Mm -hmm. Lincoln Tomlinson on the offensive side, this is, Second priority for me. I, 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 agree. I really do think we should sign DJ Jones. Now, I want to add in one thing, Alex. Uh, I believe it was the Rams game on Monday night mm-hmm. uh, when they tried a fake field goal. Uh, I know it was against the Rams. I, I made, and, uh, and Jones made a freaking fantastic play. Or open field tackle. Open field tackle. And he slammed it. Uh, I think it was the punter that was trying to run with it. <laughs> he just slammed mm-hmm. him down. And that pretty much... That pretty much shut the door in that game. Going into halftime, you know, second half, we just kind of coasted to a win. Yeah. When do you see a nose tackle do that? Yeah. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Now, aside, you know, we're, we're praising DJ Jones, but he, he is expendable. We have, we drafted a, a, a defensive tackle uh, a few years ago, uh, Javon Kinlaw, and he was injured last season. If we do not sign DJ Jones, I see Kinlaw moving to nose tackle. And then, you know, if we keep Eric Armstead in the interior side, mm-hmm. uh, so you have Eric Armstead as your defensive tackle, uh, and then hopefully we sign another defensive tackle or, you know, we're going to mention a couple other ones in a few moments. Uh, but that would make Kinlaw the nose tackle, which is a little, it's it's a little weird to consider a first round pick a nose tackle. But, mm-hmm. you know, Sean, we were talking offline, off the air, and we were talking about, hey, you know, it's it's the best player available that you got to put out there, your best, your your top men. 
The the only thing I will say though is that he had a major surgery. Uh, it wasn't a torn ACL necessarily. I think it was uh, they had, they had to reconstruct the the ligaments. So mm-hmm. his we don't know. I mean, he's now basically missed. You know, he's he's going to miss a lot of this year. Kinlaw is not going to play come September. He will be out into well into the season, I believe. So who knows what we actually have with them? You know what? If that's the if that's the case, then DJ Jones is like a must sign. Yeah, that pretty much makes him a must sign. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and the other thing to mention, uh, once Kinlaw got hurt and Armstead moved inside, that's when our defense really clicked. Our run game improved. I mean, how we finished top five in defense last year, you know, that, that did not, we did not look like that in the first seven, seven eight weeks of the year. We looked oh, downright, we did downright, downright terrible at times. Yeah, I know we had some good games, but overall, yeah. it did not look like a good unit. But one, yeah, once we moved Armstead inside, that really unlocked, uh, you know, it, it kind of put people where they needed to be. So it makes you wonder what we end up doing with, with, with Kinlaw, even though he's a first-round pick. Yeah, the first couple of weeks, we were questioning D'Amico Ryans. We were like, oh, man, we missed Sala. Uh, but he he turned it around. I, I, I think the, the real question mark was, was he ready to be a defensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he was a solid linebacker's coach. It's like, okay, but was he thrown into a, a role too big for him too soon? Because not everyone can make that transition, right? They're not always ready to go. Yeah. But hey, once he got, once he found his footing, man, that defense was impressive all, all second half. Yeah, he adapted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's move on. Um, there's going to be quite a few names we're going to mention. Um, Kentavia Street, Kevin Givens, uh, Maurice Hurst, and Darren Daniels are all are all defensive linemen that. I believe we're, you know, we're not jumping off our seat to sign them. I think we're going to let them mm-hmm. test the market. Uh, again, that was Contavia Street. Hasn't really done much. He was a draft pick, I believe, back in 2018 or 2019. Um, probably yeah. 20, uh, whichever rookie season he had, it was a red shirt. He didn't play for us. And he hasn't yeah, really done right. much. Yeah, yeah he, he hasn't done they, much since. They praise his strength. Apparently, he's one of the strongest guys on the team. I was going to say, there's that video in college of him, I think, squatting. 700 pounds, something, yeah, like, something that. like that. That's right. That's ridiculous. Yeah. The other gentleman is Kevin Givens, who in the beginning of the year, um, someone asked Amico Ryans who he's most excited for. And he mentioned Kevin Givens, but he had a quiet year. I don't think he, I don't think he did much. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maurice Hurst was injured. We picked him up from the Las Vegas Raiders. And then the fourth person here, Darren Daniels. I don't really think this gentleman played. I don't know much about him. Yeah. Not many snaps. So. No, no. So I, I kind of wanted to put those four guys aside and then take some time and talk about two uh, defensive ends, Jordan Willis and then Artie Key, which both have had, I think, had really great seasons with us. Uh, Jordan Willis had that block kick in Green Bay. Basically, the saved, yeah, saved the game. It was one of two block kicks, but yeah. it was uh, it was a major one. It was our only touchdown, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, Arden Key, he had three years with the Raiders. Uh, had a total of three sacks and then comes to the 49ers and then has a six and a half season when uh, he had very limited snaps. So these are mm-hmm. two interesting, two interesting um, defensive ends. What are your thoughts, Sean? Who do you think we should sign? Yeah, yeah you know, the thing with Key, uh, he really came on strong in the second half. Uh, I, I think he really kind of got a grasp on the system and, you know, what, what, what he was being asked to do. And uh, uh, you saw, I think he had a streak of like four games in a row with a sack or something like that down the stretch. Yeah, I so, believe so. 
Yeah, he was a pleasant surprise. I mean, six and a half sacks for a guy that we kind of got, you know, off the scrap heap from the Raiders. You know, they 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 didn't want the guy. Yeah, he was he was there. For, we we picked him up for nothing. And uh, six and a half sacks. I think you know the one cautionary tale, of course, right? I mean, with with our defensive line, it's almost like the way our our, our running back and our run game works. Is, is it so much the individual, or is it the scheme, mm-hmm. right? So I think, you know, somebody like Kerry Hyder Jr. last year had eight or two years ago now had eight and a half sacks. He goes to Seattle and puts up, I think, one sack. You know, again, yeah, that's that's bad. not a not an apples to apples comparison, but uh you, you just you just don't want to overpay for uh you know for someone that that you know, that may maybe you know my is is a candidate for a kind of a drop off. But mm-hmm. I'll I'll just say the way he played, man, he brought a lot of heart and he he just the guy wouldn't quit. So, if we bring him back, I'd be I'd be thrilled. D Ford is going to be a goner somehow, some way. So he there will. will be another edge in the room. It's not that Arden Key is going to be a starter, mm-hmm. but I think he is a solid rotational guy. Because if you remember, we're missing guys like you know, like Ronald Blair. That 2019 season, what really made that pass rush special was how much depth we had. Yeah, Ronald Blair. He uh, um, he was injured, right? And he had to. Retire? Is he still in the league? Let me check. Uh, you know what? Yeah, he had a. I felt so bad for the guy because he was playing so well, and I think he, oh, he blew, up Jets. His, blew up his ACL. And yeah, so he's with he the Jets. Yeah, he's with the Jets. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had five and a half sacks for us one year, and then three, and he got hurt. But yeah, he, yeah, he didn't so, play twenty twenty. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I look at I look at guys like, uh, but yeah, I, I I'm really hoping that we're able to. Bring back Arden Key. If I'm if I'm Key, what I'm trying to do is probably come back on another one year deal, you know, for kind of I don't want to call it a prove it deal, but like on a short term contract, um, you know, maybe have another good season. Hopefully, get seven eight sacks, something like that, six sacks, and then you're able to parlay that into a big deal somewhere else. Because the one thing everyone in this league needs is pass rushers, you know, especially in this pass happy league. Yeah, and um, like you mentioned, Sean, I think what what it is, you don't want to get trapped. You don't want to fall in love with Arden Key, pay him pay him good money, and he goes back to being a mediocre player. Um, right. So I think I think we have a set number for him, and he's going to test the market. Um, I don't think there's a big market for him just because he hasn't. You know, this is one of those uh, people are going to look at our defense, our defense, and say, okay, it was he was a product of of a great scheme, um, especially with Nick Bosa taking. You know, most of uh, <laughs> taking most of the offensive yeah. linemen's attention, uh, and then so yeah, with both of these guys, if we sign them, it's great depth. Um, but I don't think we're going to be paying them, you know, big big money. All right, man. Let's move over to linebackers. There's two names: Aziz Alshayer. He is a restricted free agent. I do believe we're going to be, you know, signing him and keeping him. And then the second name is Marcel Harris, who was a safety. He was drafted as a safety, I believe, in the sixth round. And uh, we've converted him into a linebacker. Uh, I think he was injured most of the season, but it's just another individual that we're going to let them, you know, go test the market. And uh, if he wants to sign with us, he'll probably sign for a minimum deal. Yeah, I, 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 can, I can see that happening. He's made some plays here and there. But of course, so you mentioned, man, the big name there is Aziz Alshayer. Yeah. Uh, it, it's so funny because you, you think how how you know things go in in cycles, right? Once upon a time, we had Quan Alexander 
as you know the uh, the the will or the you know the weak side linebacker, and then he gets injured, and Dre Greenlaw, the undrafted rookie, steps up and kind of takes the spot, and that made him expendable, and we trade him away. And the last year, Dre Greenlaw gets injured, and then you know Aziz Alshire steps up and sort of takes the spot. So, yeah, I I think we we have three very talented linebackers right now. Uh, with those with those guys and Aziz, mm-hmm. Fred Warner, and um, and Drake Greenlaw, there's actually some rumor right now that Drake Greenlaw might be shopped around and a candidate for a trade. So yeah. I, I think I think the coaching staff likes what they have in Aziz, and uh, and he was injured as well. You saw him wearing that big brace on his arm, almost looked like a giant elbow pad up going up and down his entire arm. But it's interesting to see. I, I think they will bring him back. I, I really want him back, at least. I'm going to chime in on this, you know, Drake Greenlaw rumors of us shopping him around and potentially trading him. Um, Greenlaw is notably a better uh, player linebacker than Aziz. He's a, he's a sure tackler. He's a way better tackler than Aziz. I really don't want us to trade Greenlaw. I don't think us picking up. I mean, if we do trade him, what do you think we're going to get? A third round, a fourth round? I mean, why are you gonna why are you gonna gamble on the third or fourth round player when we know what we have with Greenlaw? And he's not. We're not gonna pay him when when it's time for us to sign him. We're not gonna, you know, he's not gonna get uh, Warner type money. I, I say keep him. Yeah, I say keep him as well. Uh, I mean, because I mean, the only other downside, right, is that I think in today's NFL you don't play with three down linebackers, especially yeah. in our scheme. Yeah, you, we pretty much always have a nickel corner in. I mean, I, I I don't have snap counts in front of me, but I'd be shocked if we had, you know, more than maybe 10% of the time with three linebackers out there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think, you know, with Dre Greenlaw stuff aside, I, I think bring a, bring back Aziz. He's restricted. You know, we kind of have his rights. It shouldn't cost too much to bring him back. I, I definitely no. think we're better off with him. No, sometimes as Niner fans, we need to remember that, you know, we may know our team inside and out, and uh, we may think that there is a market for these players because we love these players. But in reality, most of these guys are not are not going to get, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll probably be picked up later on. But, you know, no one's going to jump off and and try to compete with us and try to take away Aziz. Yeah, right. uh, That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, maybe the Jets, maybe the Dolphins right. just maybe because Dolphins, of the connection. Yeah. yeah but no one's going to no one's going to say, yeah, I got I got to have Aziz. Um, so, you know, I feel safe that we're going to we're going to have him. Uh, let's switch it over. Let's talk about this last defensive group, the defensive backs. And uh, I'm going to separate this. I'm going to go. So we're going to talk about Josh Norman. And uh, actually, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll spend some time with Josh Norman. So we know Josh Norman from the Panthers. And then after that was the Redskins. And he had, you know, a great he had a great couple of years over what, five, six years ago. That was like seven years ago now. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. He he did very well in the beginning of the season for sucker punching uh, the ball out for fumbles, for uh, forcing fumbles. Yeah, I he guess, did. Right? Yeah, he did. We haven't had a guy that can do that. So that was, that was uh, you know, pretty unique. And, you know, of course, like, you know, the, the passing interference stuff aside, he actually played the ball. We, we don't have corners that have ever done that, not since Dion. You know, mm-hmm. Sherman was one guy, but. Uh, you know, it was kind of refreshing to see that at times. Yeah, I think teams caught on and 
Mm-hmm. And he started protecting the ball because you, you stopped seeing those forced fumbles as the, yeah. as the season went on. But uh, there was a game. I don't recall if it was the Packers game, but there was a game where we benched him because he was getting a bunch of a pass interference and stupid yeah, penalties. But we benched him for Dante Johnson, who is a, what multiple time 49er. He kind of goes back and forth with the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Um, I would rather prefer to sign Dante Johnson over Josh Norman just as, as, as a depth piece. Um, what do you think, Sean? Yeah. You know what? I think like Norman, he, he played admirably for, for what he was asked to do. Right. We yeah. didn't anticipate losing for We didn't anticipate all the injuries that we had. We were cursed. We thought we were going to have, you know, Mosley, Verrett, and Kaywana at slot. And then, you know, have two promising rookies that were going to step up and play. Yeah. You know, obviously we, we, some of our struggles defensively, I think most of our struggles defensively are in the secondary. You saw it in the championship game. You know, McVay was able to scheme his guys open. We could not cover Cooper Cup. We could not adjust. And they weren't doing anything exotic. It was it was pretty simple, you know, just simple scheming. You know, just different ways to attack weak cornerback play. So I, I, I think hopefully our first pick is a cornerback. I mean, I've wanted to address the cornerback position since 1995. I'm, I'm not shy about saying that. We've been terrible there. Damn. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I do think that, yeah, probably Dante Johnson is a guy that even if he gets cut, doesn't make the roster. He'll probably be back by September, by the by yeah. the beginning of October. He will. He will. <laughs> he will. And uh, Norman, I mean, who knows? The guy might retire. He's not pressing for money. He's not pressing for, you know, he's what, turning 35 this year. So, you know, who knows what he even decides to do. Yeah, he might retire. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't be opposed to just kind of blowing it up and, you know, starting fresh with a bunch of new corners. Here, I'm going to mention one name, and then I'm going to go over to three players that I think are going to take most of our time. But this one name is Tavon Wilson. Uh, we didn't see him much. I think he filled in uh, for a couple of games or maybe just a couple of uh, uh, snaps. snaps. Probably a special for, teams guy. Yeah, I think for Tart. So, again, just another, probably another camp body that we'll sign eventually uh, throughout the offseason. But the three the three guys I want to, I want to mention – are very similar. Uh, we got Jaquaski Tart, safety. We got Kwan, K1 Williams, who's our nickel corner. And then we have Jason Verrett. Last year in the offseason, they're all free agents again. And they tested the market. And I guess they didn't like what they saw. And they came back and they all signed one-year deals with the 49ers. And I really do hope they do that again. I really do hope we keep them. I know Jason Verrett is 30. Uh, Tart. Actually, Jason Verrett, I think, is going to be 31. Tar is going to be 30 and K1 Williams is going to be 31. So they are reaching their end of their careers, but I would love to have these guys as depth pieces so they can train and uh, mentor the, uh, you know, I'm pretty sure we're going to draft a, a a corner this year, if not two corners this year. You know what? I I think look with, with Verrett, I think we got lucky with that 2020 season that we got out of him. Mm -hmm. I think at this point, I, I, I would even want to look it up. I think he's actually missed more games than he's eligible to have played than he's actually played. The, the guy has talent. There's no question about that. He's had talent. Uh, See, so yeah, Alex, you got, you got stat for me here. He has played in 40 games and out of a possible 113. So 40 out of 113, that's, that's terrible, man. That's barely one, one third. So, you know, at some point, man, I, I mean, look, uh, he had he played in 13 in 2020, somehow stayed healthy. 
And then he tears his tears off his knee on the first game last year. So yeah, I I I really don't know, man. I, I'm I'm saying move on from the guy. I say get rid of him. I say get rid of Dante Johnson. I say just <laughs> start fresh. You know, bring in new corners. I don't care. Yeah. What about Tar? Can't be any worse than what we've had. Tar and K1. What do you think? Yeah, uh, K1's the guy that he's he played well. He's still one of the best slot corners in the game. Uh, I'm curious, D'Amico Ryans did not use him the way that Robert Sala did, blitzing from the slot, because no. he was very good doing that. He was very good uh, under Robert Sala, especially the Super Bowl year. But um, we'll see what happens with him, man. I, I can see a team overpaying for him. Um, K1 Williams, yeah, because of the slot, because uh, of just being a slot corner, and that's that's a high commodity in the NFL. D'Amico yep. Ryans used... Um, he he was he was doing more stunts uh, for uh, for a pass rush, but he was using more Warner as that blitzer rather than K one, which I, I would rather I rather mm-hmm. prefer Warner blitzing. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting to see as the year went on. And then uh, last but not least, uh, our strong safety who we've had for a number of years now, going back, uh, Chikwaski Tart. If you did not know who he was before January 30th, you know who he is now. Uh, unfortunately, he <laughs> dropped that interception that hit him right in the hands. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't cut a guy over that. It's, it's not a decision you make over one play. No. You know, he, he's, been, he's been here now over three different coaching staffs. All of them have said nothing but great things about the kid. They say that he, you know, he shows up, you know, plays. He's had some injury concerns. You know, I think over the last couple of years, he's been better with that. But early on, he had a lot of injury concerns or he was missing some time. Uh, he's not a huge playmaker, right? He's not a guy that's going to, you know, create turnovers or, or have those highlight plays. But he, he gets his job done. Whatever they ask him to do, you know, he's able to get that done. So I, I, I think he's enough. There's an opportunity to upgrade. And, you know, that, that's, that's been, been an area where we might look at us, a kid in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you think, Alex? I'll, I'll let you take it from here. Yeah, Tart's another person that's been injured, similar to Jason Verrett, similar to Jimmy Ward. He's never had a complete 16, well, now 17-game season. Um, everyone's looking at Hufanga. I don't think Hufanga's ready to take that lead. Uh, but who knows? You know, D'Amico Ryan's might he, he might, he may be thinking differently than we than we are, so he may be thinking, let's put Hufanga out there and let's see what we got. I do think we're going to be drafting a corner and a safety. Um, history tells us that the 49ers, this coaching staff, uh, values uh, the defensive linemen over defensive backs. But you can only ignore that position or that group of players for so long. We, we need safeties. Jimmy Ward is, is, uh, has a couple more years with us. Uh, and then Tart might possibly be gone. I know we have Tarvarius Moore who will be returning this year. He was a third round pick uh, a couple years ago, about three years ago. And uh, Hufanga, we drafted last year, uh, who, you know, you'll, you'll remember him by, you know, getting the, uh, the block touchdown, uh, the touch, the only touchdown against the Packers. And he flashes. He's, he was, he's always near the ball. So he, he does have that. He has that special factor. Some guys just have that ability, you know, somehow they're always near the ball. Yeah, and just like you said, Sean Tart is not this big splash player, um, but he's solid. Uh, but just just to kind of just to kind of give you a number, he's only had four interceptions in his whole career. 
That's yeah, and that's going back what seven seven seasons now. Yeah, man. For a safety, man, you you want you want a ball hawk. We haven't had a ball hawk since. Shoot, I can't even think. Probably uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh years. I mean, it, for in terms of interceptions, yeah, in terms of interceptions, we haven't had yeah. one. I mean, Goldson was deep. He was okay. I think going back before that, you'd say Tony Parrish. I think he had like seven one year. Tony Parrish, okay. Yeah, yeah Tony like Parrish. That's that's 03? a good name for United fans 02? out there. Uh, that would have been probably 02 or 03, yeah. Yeah, we haven't had that ball hawk in the NFL. Um, you know, right, the older United fans will remember Burton Hanks. Burton Hanks. Chicken dance. Yeah, he was very good. And he he had he had this ability to that when he would intercept the ball, it would always be somehow it, 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 he would always be running towards the ball. It, it felt like so when he did intercept the ball, it was with a head full of steam, and he would be like you know running full speed ahead with it. Opposite side. Imagine Opposite that side, changing yeah. changing your direction uh, from right. offense to to tackle this guy. So yeah, I mean, there's no question, man. Our defense, as fundamental and as solid as they've been. You know, the one area where we've fallen short is turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I think overall, this is sort of an overview right now over the guys we talked about, right? In terms of getting more sacks, I mean, you're, you're gonna, we're going to stuff the run. We do a good job with that. But more sacks and more interceptions is what we need to try to get. And I think, you know, that starts with getting more, more pass rush, getting improved cornerback play. And uh, I'm curious to see, man, if we can land a good cornerback and if we continue to develop. Uh, Lenore and and, and Avery Thomas, you know, what what our ceiling is on defense. To wrap up this one, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us. We're always welcoming emails. Uh, Our email is uh, mtcpodcast49 at gmail.com. Go ahead and let us know what you think about the show. If there's anything you want to hear, anything that we can do to make the experience better. Um, But uh, yeah, we'll be back soon. We'll, We'll go over free agency. For sure, we'll be back before free agency starts. And then we'll just kind of go along this journey in the off season and uh, get ready for that 2022 season. Uh, Sean, do you have anything else to add before we end the show? Uh, Nothing else for me, man. All right, faithful. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. (laughs) 